Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm good. This is our second try. Yeah. <laughs> um, Technical I feel like difficulties. We need to ask people to tell us how we sound because we can't. We obviously aren't good judges of that. Um, I think we need a producer. Can we I think hire? We need a producer. Does anyone want to produce? Do we have a producer? Seriously. Do we have producer uh, money in our budget? <laughs> um if people subscribe i guess the patreon um i think i took the option off of like spotify to subscribe maybe i'll put it back on um we're just figuring this out it's okay we yeah yeah we don't (laughs) know what we're doing um we need a we do need a producer i think somebody who like we're just we're just the the hosts you know like we don't we obviously are the talent we're the talent we can't we're not qualified um to do like audio editing or even know what good sound sounds like maybe i'll Um, try to figure it out too i mean i honestly i do think we should try this is so this is not interesting for people but yeah all right sorry all right so uh what we were talking about before we uh realized we had echoes um Um, daily rituals yeah tell us about your daily rituals so my basic daily ritual kind of has evolved over time. I used to do all this weird shit, but now it's really just like, I just put my hand on my heart and kind of just breathe into my heart, like, and bring my awareness, like into my heart and just kind of like sit in that feeling, you know, and try to like connect to like the heart. Yeah. And then I'll like go through everybody in my family and I'll just like send them like love. So I'll do like, I'll start, I actually start with my dead grandparents and then I usually do my parents and then I do mine and my brother's family. And then I'll like see if I'll ask if there's anybody who like needs it and I'll send them love. And then, you know, that's kind of really it. You know, and I'll that's I'll so just sweet. add. That's that's such a simple like little meditation to do. Um, yeah, and that's really it. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but I take like my time with it. I usually do like twenty minutes, like half an hour, and just like sit in that space. And then usually at the end, like you'll get to like a deeper sense of like love, and I'll just kind of like try to hold the emotion. You know. Mm-hmm and that's it and it's been you know kind of setting the tone for my day and then i feel like my day just goes better yeah i mean i think that's true i i am not good i'm just very inconsistent with routines and like whatever but i think if i like make them into like or if i call them rituals and sort of make like make them feel a little more magical or something um i have like a better tendency to like keep up with them i've been working on my like sleep like ritual or whatever i've been like making myself tea at night which is something i used to do like all like pretty much always and then for some reason stopped doing it and um yeah like i feel like i have i just have felt like I've had an easier time falling asleep. I've had more like a restful sleep. I still have had weird dreams, but 
Anything specific? Like having weird dreams lately. Oh, um, I wish I could. I really should be writing my dreams down because whenever anyone asks, I'm like, I can't remember. Um, well, I think, yeah. The last one I can remember is like the kidnapping one. That one was really significant, um, which I told you about because I like woke up like terrified. <laughs> Tell me again, though. Like what? Um, well, you were there because you had said you had a dream about me getting kidnapped yeah. and, by like a Buffalo Bill type of a character. Yeah. What happened first? My <laughs> dream or your dream? Your dream happened first. And then like several nights later, I had this like really intense nightmare about getting kidnapped and yeah like it it was just it was weird like i was like it was like in an apartment building or something and like somebody had like stolen like they had broken into like the vestibule sort of like entryway uh of it and we thought that's all it was like we didn't think like we weren't being bothered but basically what ended up happening is they like came and knocked on the door like and then like left and when we opened it there was like r- some kind of writing or like drawing and like blood you know like very it was very like horror movie like it felt very much like a scary movie or whatever but then they come back and <clears throat> it's the same person so i had seen them like out like the window or whatever before but they come back and they like injected you with something so you like pass out and there's like there's other people there but they're not in that part of the house like they don't really know what's going on and um anyway like then they like they come in and kidnap me and it was like this really scary (laughs) this really scary guy he had like red eyes you know it was like it felt like it sounds so silly telling the story because like i'm like that's horny like it just because it's such a like horror movie thing but to me in my dream it felt very real and i felt like oh my god i'm so like i felt very powerless you know like i was like this is happening (laughs) like something bad's happening i remember like it was like one of those situations where like after the first time when the guy knocked on the door um like the door wouldn't like close or lock fully after that so i was like this is gonna have like this is this is bad news like somebody's gonna be able to like walk right up in here like i kept i remember keeping like to i kept trying to like close the door and lock it and it would like manage to like find its way back open um like it would it just wasn't like clicking you know i don't know it was so what do you it, think that meant super scared um i think it did have to do with like a feeling of power a sense of powerlessness or being out of control and like i mean i also think it was probably like you planted a seed in my brain because you, you like had that dream first, (laughs) you know, like I, I think like I commonly have dreams like that are similar to other people's, I think. Um, But yeah, that's the last time I like really remember, but there's been other ones. I'm like, Oh, I had a dream that I was like in the last house that I lived in. um, Like the, the last place I lived and it was like in the process of being demolished but then I, like at the same time like all my stuff was still there like they were like basically like totally tearing down this house but like i had left a bunch of stuff there and so i was like going back to like look for certain items before like it totally got torn down 
Um, so that was kind of interesting. <laughs> like, like, do, what do you think you left in your childhood? I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like where I lived as a kid. It was like where I lived like a couple years ago. <laughs> um, but it was like, I don't know if it had to, I, it didn't feel like it had to do with my childhood. It had to, I think it had to do with like some like traumatic things that happened like when I lived in that house and like maybe sort of, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was going back there to like, like in the sense that I was, there's like, like I feel stuck or if I was like going back there to maybe like deal with certain issues or something, you know, what, to sort would, of what, what would you tell if you could go back and tell Ruby, the Ruby that lived in that house, what would you tell her? Oh God. Um, That I I mean honestly I tell her to move out, but <laughs> it was just like not a safe place to live, honestly. But um like safe how? Um well I ended up getting like broken into. I had like I got broken into and like my house got like to- like my stuff got like ruined and destroyed. Um like shortly before like I was in the process of moving out um when that happened. And I wasn't really, like, I was not really staying there, but I was, like, you know, going back regularly and, like, moving stuff a little bit at a time. But, like, I guess some, one of my neighbors, like, must have caught on to that and, like, broken and, like, destroyed everything. And there wasn't really anything to steal there. Like, I didn't really have anything of value there. Um, But, like, it was just, it felt very personal and weird. And I'm, like, I never really found, obviously, like, never really found out who did it or anything. like what do you mean they didn't steal anything they just they stole something um they stole like a couple like but just like like i said there wasn't like a lot of value like they stole like a drill they stole like a first generation ipad that like didn't even work um (laughs) just some other like really kind of personal things like it was kind of creepy honestly um but yeah i don't know like I, I just think that, and that's not the only like, tri- I had, I went through like a whole like tumultuous relationship in that house. Like, I just think, um, yeah, part of me wants to just be like, yeah, you should just move. Like you should <laughs> get out of this situation. But I think more than anything, I would like tell myself that I'm okay, but I'm, like, I'm okay. Like you're okay on your own. You don't need anybody. Like, I think in that I was in this place of feeling like, like really afraid to be like just to be with myself um and I was like looking for like love and companionship and like a lot of like wrong places probably and I think I would try to like be like bitch you got this like you don't need anybody like that's probably the main thing I think I attracted some of those like experiences that were really scary because I don't know like I think I needed, needed, I, I think I was very caught up in like the idea of safety existing with like, within a relationship or in relation to like men specifically, like, like my idea of safety and security was like within a relationship. And I think like what I've had to figure out is like, actually, (laughs) like I have to build that for myself and create that for myself at least like before I can like 
find that with somebody else because i i think when you like i mean obviously when you're attached to a relationship like you're and and you feel like you you need it more than you know what i mean like when you're not needs you (laughs) or like I didn't know how, I just was like, yeah, I was too afraid to be alone. So I was willing to like accept like really shitty kind of treatment. Like I was like willing to like allow my, like to make myself really, really fucking small. And, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like in terms of anything, like I I think the, that's like the, the answer to life in a sense is like, you can't really get anything outside yourself. It has to like come from right. within, you know, happiness, love, whatever. Like you can't, it's, you know, it's the same as like reflecting your reality. Like you can't reflect love if you don't have the love within you, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. safety or whatever, you know. I've always been like, I feel like I'm, I'm like really good at like almost like projecting or like (laughs) yeah yeah I guess it is kind of a form of projection but it's like I feel like if if I'm if I love other people and treat other people well then I deserve it in return and if other people love me then I can love myself like I've always had it this sort of like ass backwards way (laughs) um in my mind and I think it's like I think we all kind of have this idea I think a lot of people grow up with the idea of like oh if I make a lot of money I'll be happy and so they're very attached to like this uh material kind of success right and and yeah. that's their you know I Are think you talking about me personally or no I'm just, no, giving I'm just kidding example that doesn't like a <laughs> I mean I think yeah probably you do have that we everybody has something outside of themselves that they are very attached to and yeah. And it gives it gives them this false sense of security, which for me that's always been like relationships. Um, I think it's just kind of like a like my personality, but also what like the way that I was raised and the the examples that were set for me. Um, like going back generations, like the you know just yeah the 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 relationships that were modeled for me were like just a lot of women like putting themselves second and feeling like they were it didn't really matter like what (laughs) the situation was it was better to have a man and they would provide this security and even though that wasn't really true like it and I could see that you know even as like a teenager and stuff like with my grandparents or whatever like it I don't know but that was sort of like unconsciously like driving my sense of like security and happiness. Um, And I feel like I really avoided facing that truth for, yeah, probably until like the last uh, couple, like two or three years. And that dream really felt like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I was, I don't know. It almost felt like wrapping up that kind of mindset. Yeah. Well, um, we've been reading, we both been, I, we both been reading the book, uh, love without conditions, which is a great book. If anyone's listening to this, it's a very 
good like basic principles of spirituality i think and i don't know it's really helped me i've always i've kind of always read it i've read it like probably 10 times and i kind of yeah. read it from time to time if i feel like i'm spiraling or i feel stuck or whatever but anyway what i was getting to is it's all about like how your reality is kind of a reflection of yourself and like the more you love yourself, the more you could love your brother or sister or whatever. So like, how does that tie into what you kind of were just talking about in terms of like, you know, feeling like you could love other people, but you can't love yourself. I mean, it's definitely like this book has really kind of like reaffirmed a lot of stuff that I I, you know, like, you know, this stuff, like you've heard all of these, like, you know, um, sort of, yeah, you've heard of all of these like spiritual teachings or principles, um, before, but it really just puts it in this like simple way and like makes it like all kind of connect. Um, because I, I, and I think like, that was the thing, like one thing that it talks about a lot is like fear, And the idea that, like, when you're, you know, when you're not um, living in this, like, pure, unconditional, like, loving space within yourself, you're basically, like, going to be stuck in this place of fear. And the fear comes from, like, your shame and your guilt um for thinking like you're bad or you're wrong or like you're not enough for some reason and like it it causes you to live your life and make choices like in this inauthentic way and the more you do that the more you can like really lose touch with who you are which we're all like regardless we are all like god right like we're all a part of god we collectively like spiritually are all connected to God. We're all love, you know, but the more you like, the more distance, like there's, it's very easy to like lose sight of that and to start, you know, seeing yourself as separate from other people of separate from God. And, and then you're just moving in this like place of guilt and fear and, um, like the only way to resolve that, I guess, is, is to, is to love yourself and to forgive yourself, um, like unconditionally. And that doesn't mean like you can't be like corrected, right? Like one of the things it says in here is that like when your expectations are not met, when you're disappointed by something, that's merely a correction that like the thing that you're desiring, the or the decision that you're making um, isn't right for you. The the disappointment is meant to like expand your perception of like the truth and what is, you know, like um, what is like the best like route for you or whatever. Like yeah. if you're, if you're like going up for a promotion or going up for a job and you're disappointed and you don't get it, like it's not because you're not good enough. <laughs> it's because like, you're meant to expand your perception of like the form that like certain blessings are supposed to come in, you know, like 
yeah, <laughs> or yeah. maybe like asking for the wrong not the wrong thing but you may you may just be like seeking something that isn't going to serve the purpose of getting you closer to like unconditional love and seeing that you're just you and everyone else is a part of god and i think it's like it's so gentle it's like such a gentle idea that like even when someone's treating you badly like that's just a person who's hurting and that's a person who's like disconnected and you know love like from being able to love themselves and being able to accept love you know like yeah which is like something you hear people say all the time like oh like you know uh hurt people hurt people or whatever but it's like it doesn't it's like it still feels really personal when someone hurts you like it still feels like man like why did this happen to me like you know like all i did was try to love you or have your back and like why would you betray me but it's like it's those instances are like a an opportunity to like show love uh, unconditionally and b like meant to help expand your awareness and like and act as like it's like a guide right like you're you're not supposed to like fix other like the other thing i really i can go on and on i'm sorry (laughs) i feel like i'm way off but i like really like this book because it's like told me some things that like i needed to hear like right in this moment yeah Um, well it's like even so like talking about hurt people hurt people and it's like that's why when people get into discussions with me about evil and stuff like that like there's this like fictitious character that's like masterminding all the evil in the world it's really just people who are hurt you know or like yeah but then it's also like when you can like love them it allows you to kind of love the aspect of yourself that you hate right you know which is like the big i think that's like one of the biggest like things for growth you can do is like the aspect of yourself that you've been judging your whole life, if you could turn to it and be like, I still love you. Like it really like settles you and it really puts you in like a peaceful place. Yeah. So what does this say? I was going to find this. Like there's a section in the book called your brother, which like I really liked and it was really helpful to me because it was like, um okay if you find yourself condemning your brother you can be sure that it is not him you condemn it is some shamed part of yourself that you have not acknowledged perceiving inadequacy in your brother cannot make you feel better for it merely aggravates your own sense of unworthiness like that's basically what you just said right yeah the other thing that i like that it talks about is like you know, don't make your peace and happiness your brother's responsibility or make his peace and happiness yours. Um, he's not here to save you, nor are you to save him. Like, that's something, like, I think a lot of, like, women out there can relate to, like, trying to, like, fix someone um, yeah. <laughs> by, like, showing them, trying to show someone love so that they'll show you love back, uh, trying to, like, fix, like, broken people. Like, it's not your job and it's not their job to fix you either. It's not, it's no one's job to make somebody else whole. That's something you have to do. And it's all the other thing he talks about like freedom and like letting people be um, like have the freedom to like 
<clears throat> come and go out of your life. Like he talks a lot about impermanence and and the idea of like attachment to especially to like people like you you know just just the more you try to control like someone else the more you are going to be to feel controlled too so like giving someone allowing someone else to have the freedom to like enter or leave your life or do things that you you know, don't want them to do whatever, like the more freedom you actually give yourself. Um, and it's like, I don't know. I just think that's really beautiful because I think, I think I find myself caught in this trap of like trying to like manage other people, um, being really scared that someone's going to like leave me <laughs> like, or yeah. I, I have abandoned, I have such abandonment issues. Like that goes back to my childhood for sure. Um, and also like some of my like grief stuff, I think. Um, yeah, but like something you just said now, it's like people wanting to fix broken people. But the truth is like, if you love yourself, there are no broken people because right. you're not viewing anybody as broken. You're just viewing them where they're at. Yeah. And accept and acceptance like, like that. Yeah. If you can accept other people, like you can also accept yourself you know or if you can accept yourself you can accept other people for where they're at and I think it's like I don't know I think it's it's not selfish to like focus on yourself and and give people like their space to be who they are like I think yeah I don't know I think a lot of people get caught up in the idea that like uh yeah that there's something selfish about taking space for yourself or like making sure that <laughs> I don't know like um I think for for me I have kind of a martyr syndrome kind of a thing <laughs> <laughs> which I I make this joke about like my mom all the time like I call her like I tell her she has martyr syndrome but it's like I, I'm really just projecting <laughs> I mean she probably does but like that's not my business like that's what I'm getting at here it's like yeah like the the reason that I can kind of like identify that in somebody else is because I know that there's an aspect of me and there's something about like <laughs> it like allow like having that kind of martyr thing going where like you're the one sacrificing for other people um it can make you feel kind of good about yourself like that's a very egoic kind of motivation um to feel like oh i'm making these sacrifices just because i care so much about other people and it's like actually yeah. it's a way of like avoiding caring for yourself <laughs> and like yeah okay, well it's avoiding you past. dealing with your own shit yeah and like i was yeah I, there's like a joke going around that it's like uh <laughs> like are you like eldest millennial daughters like what helping profession did you get go into and I was like why is that so funny to me and it's like I guess because a lot of like women of my age especially if you were like the oldest sibling like probably did constantly feel like you were <laughs> uh playing like I yeah like I was definitely yeah kind of treated like an adult way before I was an, an adult and it makes sense that people in those situations go into like social work or nursing or teaching or some, you yeah. know, some kind of profession where you're like mothering other people. 
Um, and I did go into social work and I guess that's why, like, I don't know. It's just like one of those like TikTok, like quick little TikToks and then like people respond and they're like, oh my God, why did you just call me out? Like I'm a nurse or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess it's like that. I don't know. Also the algorithm, like obviously knows who I am. <laughs> like, yeah. they, like they've, they've collected enough information on me that they really do have me like pinned um but anyway like i i think that <clears throat> when i went into social work i was like coming out of like like i had just lost my my boyfriend like he died suddenly and i was like in a dark place <laughs> but i just threw myself into this job where all i had to do was like worry about other people and try to take care of other people and so i delayed like the grieving process for a good couple of years and eventually got very, very burnt out because I was like totally neglecting myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like fully like taking on other people's problems as my own and like pretending that that was going to like, that that was like enough, you know, <laughs> like I don't need yeah, it. But then you don't me. even, you don't even realize how bothered you are. Oh you no, know? I didn't. And I like, I really had like a breakdown about it eventually because I was like, I can't do this fucking job anymore. Like I can't like, because I, w I had like, yeah, I just like neglected myself for so long and like, didn't think really like, I, I mean, I'm sure I thought about myself like in a, you know, like met my basic needs or whatever, but I think I didn't, I didn't feel like a single emotion for probably like a good two years <laughs> that wasn't like about somebody else, you know? Um, yeah. like, I don't, I have no idea, like, really what I was feeling until, like, I started, like, having a lot of, like, pretty significant, like, suicidal thoughts and stuff that I never had before. <laughs> and, like, why do I suddenly, like, need, like, I ended up going to therapy and it was okay. But, <laughs> like. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> I was fine. Like, I didn't actually want to die. I just was, like, having a lot of, like, weird thoughts and, and things that, like, I never really experienced before. Um. And I don't know, I'm sure there was like multiple reasons for that. I I don't, I also blame it on like my birth control at the time, you know, like, I don't know what's what, but, <laughs> but yeah. like, I think, I think, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, what was I getting at? Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my point was. I'm sorry. I just, I have, like, I really like this book and I think people should read it because it's so simple. It reminds me a lot of A Course in Miracles, but A Course in Miracles is kind of annoying to read. It's like just not, it's not, it doesn't flow easily to me. I feel like it's not super focused. This is really direct and like concise, you know? I feel like, yeah. it, like anyone could read this and like get a lot out of it. You know, like, a, you know, you could be 10 years old and read it and like get something out of it. Yeah, it's um, an easy read too, you know? Sure, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like been into the whole aspect of like, you're never cut off from like God's love. Yeah. And what's like, about that for you? Well, I, I mean, I like try to like break it down and try to make it as simple as possible. So I was like thinking about like almost like God, uh, the sun as like a metaphor for God, which obviously it's always used, but it's like the sun is always there. Like it's always doing its like purpose. Right. But like, you know, the weather can change that and like cut you off from it. 
which is like yeah. the weather is almost like your own bullshit, you know, but like, <laughs> the, but the sun is always there, you know, like it's always constant. And it's really you that kind of have this like illusion that things are changing just because of whatever guilt, shame, anger, all this stuff. So it's like, if you know that you're always loved, like if you focus on that, I feel like it just makes everything so much easier. It it kind of does. And it like, ugh, it like makes me want to cry because I think it's really easy. I have all, you know, we all have like, I mean, they, some people don't have an internal like narrative going on. I don't believe um, that. But I kind of don't believe that. I feel like they just don't know how to listen or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because, yeah. like, it's really hard for me to imagine not having, like, a constant stream of thoughts going through your head. Yeah. But if you're one of those people, like, that has just, like, constant, like, a constant, like, thing in your head talking to you. Not, like, not like schizophrenic voices, but just, like, an inner dialogue. Um, There's a lot of nonsense in there. There's a lot of, like, just absolute trash like happening in my brain all the time just nonsense and and lies and like I feel like I try to I don't know I feel like if you have this you relate to like there's something and your brain's telling you like you're brushing your teeth the wrong way or something like just basic dumb shit like why are you doing it like that like you know like just judging constantly and it's easy to believe those thoughts like one thing my therapist like his like one of his like catchphrases was like you can't believe everything you think and i'm like yeah i, I really constantly do. remind myself of that like i have thoughts and i'm like that's that thought is a lie like that thought is not that thought is nonsense like throw it away it's trash like you know like i literally like envision myself like taking the thought and putting it in a little trash can at the bottom of like the <laughs> at the bottom of the computer you know like yeah. little trash <laughs> little trash file um <laughs> um but anyway like to be able to remind yourself that like god's love is always available and it's within you and it's also without you like out externally like it's everywhere it's kind of the same thing i think like it's kind of the same <laughs> the same idea of like you know, it's a way of like intercepting a lot of those like negative self-talk kind of thoughts. Um, Cause like <laughs> chances are like the things you're telling yourself, the things you're judging yourself about, you're not going to judge other people and God's like knowing that God's not judging you either. Like, I think that's like the ultimate like kind yeah. of forgiveness. Like if God, if God's not worried about this, why should I be like, what do I know better? Like, do I really know better than God? <laughs> like you know i just think it's it's relieving that there's something bigger than you that well it kind of makes sense of course like see like it like even if you break it down like critically thinking like it's any aspect of anything like say people who you know the catholics who judge gay people it's like it's like god made you who you are Right. So, like, why would he make something that... You're saying God makes mistakes? No, I'm saying, <laughs> not, not I'm you. saying I'm you're perfect, you. you know? like. No, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like, are you saying God makes mistakes? Like, that's, that's kind even of... The people who do thing, <laughs> even the people who do things that may be considered evil, it's like, 
I feel like you're still loved no matter what. I'm yeah, okay, can we maybe we can talk about that because I do think that they're I mean, I will absolutely like call things out for being evil. And I do think that there are there are there are people who do things that are like devoid of God, you know, like they're they are not they are not concerned, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um but what do you think evil is? Like what's like what would you consider to be like you it's even it's even hard to rule out like basic shit like murder like sometimes like i don't know i feel like there's some maybe maybe some murders are justified i don't know like you know like yeah. in certain scenarios probably um you know that I mean, can be forgiven right <laughs> like so what is it i mean i don't, I don't know. know i think it's like the same thing as like what real black magic is it's like the intention of like harming somebody for your own good i guess or i don't know but i would say killing a child is evil you know yeah no i would say killing a child is evil yeah you know sexual things with a child is evil for sure um you know but I feel like the people who perpetuate stuff like that are like, they're you know like the same thing. Probably like they were victims of the same thing. I'm sure they were. Yeah. I know. So but it's, it's like, still hard it's still to like, like say that. Yeah, I mean, it still you know? feels evil to me though. Like I don't know. It does. It, is, it does. Like it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's hard not to judge certain. Like there's. I mean, because like, sure. if you go on what this book says, it's like you have to love everybody regardless. Like, really, like there's no exceptions. If you read, like, I'm reading the book, and it's like you can't. There's like no. Yeah, I don't there's know. No I didn't... exceptions to the rule. I, guess. I actually, I don't really watch TV, but I watched. Uh, I hate this... when you say that. Like, you watch TV. It's okay. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I watch YouTube, okay. I watch off-grid building. Ask my wife. She gets mad all the time because all I want to watch is like woodworking on YouTube. But she's like, okay, this is boring. We've seen yeah. this one before. How many times can you watch a guy build a table? Um, <laughs> but we watch... Like that's what like toddlers watch. It's like, <sighs> you know, it's like they watch like trucks, you know, like bales yeah. of hay and like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like I feel like my... You know, it's like it's like so repetitive and boring, but it must be soothing. It's I don't know. it's, it's so soothing for me. <laughs> um, anyway, but we watched the show uh, just because somebody was talking about it on a podcast. It sounded really good, so I was like, you know what, we could watch this show, uh, Blackbird. It's about it's a true story about this guy who was like a serial killer, and he like would fake confess to like murders that he didn't do. To kind of distract the murders that he actually did. Yeah, and then there was like this guy who was like, I guess he was a football player, and he got arrested for something, and he was in prison for like they gave him like ten years, and they told him if he could get a confession and the location of the bodies that they would let him out early. Mm-hmm. It's a, it was a pretty good show. It's on Apple TV, but anyway, um, I was like thinking about like he killed like kids like young girls and it was just like, like they, how- who killed him you know like that's that's the thing that's, that's what what possesses you to kill like little kids like come on like 
what is what happens yeah. yeah i know i was like thinking of, i was really like thinking about it because i was just like like what would i do if like my i found out like my daughter was murdered by somebody like that like you know it's just like so horrible like because you know what actually I, I was thinking about you with this in a sense because we always talk about like and even this book like we talk about like you always say like oh sometimes you manifest and i'm always like no you manifest your reality every time like it, <laughs> it's, yeah. not a, it's not like a sometime thing well, like, i think sometimes i do it intentionally and sometimes i do it subconsciously yeah, but so I'm think like what I was thinking about is like how does this like twelve year old girl manifest being murdered? Yeah, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to say that. I feel like I know that's what I, I'm, think that's it's what I was like, like very purely black and white kinds of situations. Like I do think that there's some things that fall outside of like. But why bell curve? You know. But what? Because well, it's like what would a twelve year old girl like do to manifest or? being murdered like i mean i guess i guess what this book would probably say is that like she had you know experienced everything she needed to experience in this life and she had learned whatever like she was here to learn like because like that's what life is according to like most spiritual practices it's like your body is just a a vessel (laughs) um like to you're here just to to experience things and like learn certain lessons that are intended to get you closer to your like pure <laughs> like god spirit whatever the fuck i don't know what the like what like it's supposed to get you closer to source as some people say like you're just here to learn and experience and so i guess like it's not that she manifested being murdered it's just that like whatever her experience like the purpose that she was here like the thing that she was supposed to learn she'd completed that and part of that was probably part of that learning was maybe I don't know like that's the only thing I can I have a really hard time like thinking that there's some justification or something she would have like a I just don't I don't know I don't know yeah (laughs) no I don't know. Like I was, I was really thinking about it because I was like, is there like, you know, did she suffer? You don't know these people's lives, you know, like they could have had traumatic, painful lives as beforehand. And kind of like, this was like a manifestation of like the trauma she already experienced, you know, like, I don't know. I was, I was really trying to break it down. Cause it's like, those are the times where you're like, oh, maybe people manifest it sometimes, you know, like people don't want to hear that, you know, they're manifesting these horrible things. Yeah. And I think it can get kind of, I think it can, it can, it can be kind of like self-defeating to try to tell other people that they've attracted an experience or that they've manifested something. I think that gets in the way of their own, like, journey and they're you know what I mean like yeah but then like a lot of times like like you can examine yourself like that through that lens you know but I don't really think it's it's helpful to other people to like 
view them through that lens or try to get them to see through that lens. I just think it's yeah, like I'm not I'm not going up to victims are. and being like, oh, you did this to yeah, you. Yeah, but you talk like the way you like the way that you and I like you and I can talk to each other like that, right? Like I, I can be like, well, what attracted this experience? Like what's what's going on in your little head, you know? That's <laughs> like you know, manifesting this like thing either happening or not happening or whatever. Like you and I can have that conversation because like we like have like a friendship or whatever. But I think you know, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like we can never really truly know what was going on with someone to either like, cause it's really, it's really not, it's not just up to them. Like some of it is like God's timing or God's plan or whatever. Like it's, we manifest like reality collectively to some extent. So, like, somebody's, like, experience might not have been, like, purely manifested through their, like, you know what I mean? Like, it could it could also, like, serve a greater purpose or, you know, like, a, yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you think about, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to get into, like, history or politics because those are the only examples I can think of. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i'm not even gonna go there but there's just certain situations where like someone's death served a greater purpose or like jesus's death for instance <laughs> like you know he he died for our sins or whatever like that's what they say really so, is that what you're <laughs> you know but that's what i'm saying it's like i don't know that jesus necessarily like deserved it or like manifested it but like that was like part of the plan you know it was part of god's plan uh right like it probably like i don't know, I don't know. Like, I I, i'm stuck on this i've been thinking about it a lot i've been thinking about this a lot lately because it's just like why do bad what... things happen to good people yeah but maybe it's not maybe there's like that's why it's like you don't really know the situation till like you're invested in like like me and you are friends and we're talking things out. Like you can kind of see why things happen to each other and like why we mm -hmm. manifest certain things just because like we have intimate details and we kind of understand the nature of who we are. Yeah. But like somebody who's like outside of you where you don't know the experience and you just see like the surface of it, you don't really know like what the whole energy of this, the situation is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think that, like, okay, we, we talked about, like, grief a few, like, episodes back, or a couple episodes back, I guess, and one thing people, like, love to say when someone dies is, like, it's just, you know, God has a plan, and it's all part of God's plan, and I think that can be, like, really not comforting to people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's because like where they are, like where they're at, like it just it doesn't feel like that. You can't it does it just doesn't yeah. feel like that. It's not a comforting thing to hear. And <clears throat> you know, maybe like years later you can look back on it and be like, Oh God had a plan for you. Um, that was like a lesson for you to learn or whatever. But yeah. but when you talk about like the individual who like died like what was it 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that like you can really attract the experience of like death or like an untimely death. I, I'm I'm sure it's just that like you had like completed your <laughs> you can you completed this level. You know, <laughs> like I don't yeah. know. Um, but it, it's it's complicated because like while I do believe like you create your own reality and you do like attract experiences. Um, in order to learn certain lessons and you kind of like decide that upon like your arrival or like before your arrival here on earth like I I, I know like on one hand that's true but it's hard to reconcile that with like the actual moment that shitty things are happening in your life <laughs> yeah. and you know it's like things become clear over over time I guess but it's really yeah, but... helpful in the moment to tell someone like, oh, like God has a plan for you and it's for you to suffer. Because <laughs> like, yeah. that's not the plan. God is not like, doesn't want you to suffer. He wants, you know what I mean? Like he. Yeah. But that's why like, to me, almost like the whole Jesus thing just seems like a, a psyop. <laughs> no, we, now we have to title this episode. Jesus is a psyop. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because it's like it it keeps you in the programming of like guilt and like shame and like you know you have the ten about people. It's not. I know, but I'm saying like that's what they're telling us. It's about maybe God. Yeah, but I mean, maybe Jesus is real, and maybe it, it had like you know he did try to like open wake people up or whatever, but the message that they use is kind of like guilt Mm -hmm. and you know, Jesus suffered for you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't follow the 10 commandments, you're going to suffer too. And, you know, which, you know, in some aspect is true, but it's also all the like programming and guilt built into the, the myth of Jesus, you know? And then it's just like creating this like superstructure in your head that kind of like disseminates and breaks down every experience you have in your life and judges you based off of it. Right. Well, here's here's what I'll say. We all have this <laughs> very create. We all have very creative minds, right? And we can we can really make things. We can make things mean whatever we want them to mean. Like, think. Do you remember that? Like, like those. Uh, like the blue and black dress versus the like gold and white dress, like that thing where like some people saw it as blue and black and some people saw it as like white and gold. I have no clue what you're talking you about. You don't know what I'm talking about? It, like it was like an internet sensation like se- like many years ago. You have to send this to me. <laughs> um, but well, it was this like it was like this image that like went like got circulated on like social media and like it was of a it was a picture of a dress and like the way that the lighting was the way that it looked like to some people the dress looked blue and black and to others it looked white and gold and like it just was like it was one of those things that just like alerted people to the idea that like we perceive things differently and something can be totally one like blue to you and to me it's white and yeah you know there's like several examples of that. There was like kind of like a couple of years where things like that went around where like people, you know, like audio recordings where some people would hear one thing and other people would hear a different thing. And yeah, yeah. it just sort of like 
you know, depends on your mindset or whatever, like who, like you're interpreting things <laughs> depending on who you are. And uh, now, see, now that I've explained that, I don't remember what my point was. <laughs> like, Jesus, was Jesus was a psyop. <laughs> Jesus was a psyop. Well, oh no, just that like, the our power to interpret things and and our creative sort of mind are are also our desire and like uh to seek meaning and make meaning out of things i think we as humans like have this like commonly like invert the truth so people like take jesus as like a figure and like invert the truth about him like you see it all the time where people like quote the bible and i mean if you've ever like listened to a politician talk <laughs> or like watched legislative sessions particularly in a state like tennessee like they're constantly quoting the bible and like using it to manipulate like and um like build a foundation for like yeah. whatever their agenda is. So they're taking yeah. like the like these words from Jesus and using it to say like I don't know something hateful. Like using it to excuse why we should like uh I can't I I feel like if I say any I can't say anything. Whatever. Like they're, they're using it to excuse like not putting bans on like assault rifles or whatever because like something in the bible says that like we shouldn't i don't know it's like it's like stuff I that's mean, like if there's anybody i'm gonna listen to about assault rifles it's jesus <laughs> he doesn't there's nothing in the bible that talks about assault rifles though like i He's you know what that, i mean like, i thought jesus had him <laughs> yeah, jesus had like a whole collection of guns um it's actually a myth that he was crucified on a cross like they actually like <laughs> there was like a never mind um he fought he fought back <laughs> no i'm i was gonna say there was like a firing squad but that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's like that's ridiculous and it's not even funny but but yeah like people constantly are inverting the word of god um and and using it to like uphold their like personal agenda um, and I, I guess that's just to say, like, in a way, Jesus is a psyop because you can take Jesus and like use his name to like further whatever, like, yeah, promoting. And so you're not wrong. It's just, that's not <laughs> that. I feel like that. I feel like, um, this is something I like to say. God doesn't like that, <laughs> which is, yeah. Also, you know, like it's not my job to decide what God likes and doesn't like, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't like that. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I feel like rules. <laughs> I feel like he's more of like an observer, and it's more just like it's almost like when to me, God is like almost like a, a therapist. Like he's just like he is just like sitting there observing. He's an objective. Observe. Yeah, yeah, like loves you no matter what, and just like is listening to you un uh, unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's your own shit that like makes you feel like he's judging you, or you know, like, or there's like some sort of motive behind him. But really, he's just here to like witness your experience, you know. Yeah, and we're here to like. Uh connect to him you know 
But like, even if you think about it like this, like if if he's just like kind of a witness that kind of matches like what you're putting out there, you know, it's like you're just gonna, ref- you know, it's like he's giving you your own lessons just by how you're perceiving things. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. If you're if if your your beliefs like are what manifest like your reality right yeah, so if like you believe that if you believe in a judgmental like vengeful punishing god then you also believe that you deserve to be punished and that's your own guilt and that's you know what i mean like that's a that's coming from your own fear about like yourself right like yeah so like even back to like what we were talking about in terms of somebody getting killed right like we're seeing it as an evil experience, but really it's like, it's almost like, you know, you're the universe or God is observing how you're interpreting your reality and then serving you up an experience that matches your reality. It's totally unconditional. It has nothing to do with like we're judging it based off of like how we see it. Like, Oh, this kid is getting murdered. But in a sense, like if you think about it, there, it's really just the, the universe, if you know, reflecting back some aspect of you. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, yeah, that's the way you're saying it. It's like anything that happens in the world is more or less neutral, and it's us that puts meaning on it and and gives it power one way or the other. Um, yeah. And it's like it's also like our egos that have a need to like make make it what we want it to be and understand it the way that makes us feel like okay like in control or you know like not it's not so bad you know or there are plenty of people who like really like to think that the you know I mean we've and we've talked about this before like just like <clears throat> the negative things that are going on in the world how like it sort of seems like the world might like the world's kind of ending or like I don't know. Like, there's a lot of that going around where it's like, shoot, like if enough people fucking think the world's ending, like it probably will end. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, want, I don't know. I, mean, I don't, is that what we're saying? Like, is that what we know. really want to put out there? Like that the world, like, but you know, like I saw some, I keep seeing things. It's like by 2040, we'll all be like fighting for clean water. And it's like, damn, it's not really like, I gotta put that thought in my head. Like I didn't have that thought today. Like <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe that's why like the, those things are out there to create. It's like the same thing as Jesus. It's like if enough people with power put out there that you know we're gonna we're climate change, for example. You know, like whether whether it's like a real thing or it's just like the nature of like the earth and the cycles and stuff like that, and it's like. It's the same thing with like veganism and like not eating oh meat because meat causes uh, climate change. It's like people. There's been cows. There's probably been more animals before us. <laughs> yeah, there were there were definitely more. So animals. then all of a sudden, cows are. It's like it's the same people. I don't wear sunscreen ever. I don't wear sunscreen. Um, and it's always like, oh, the sun will give you cancer. Oh, the sun will give you cancer. The sun gives life to everything. Yeah. But all of a sudden it's giving people cancer. I mean, it's not the sun that gives you cancer. It's, it's this, it's like sun burns where like your cells die. (laughs) 
uh, that gives that gives. I don't, you I don't buy that to be honest. That's what they. That's what they say. I they, don't. I, I'm also like sunscreen aversion. Like I have an aversion to sunscreen as well. But I will wear it if I like go to the beach because I don't like the pain of like being like a lobster. Um, but I the thing is is like if you get like burned a little bit and then you like let it just like let it be like it'll fade pretty quickly. Like don't roast yourself like a fucking pig, but. Well, like some sunshine is good for you for sure yeah but like your eyes like people like wear like like sunglasses to, like try to protect their eyes from the sun and, and it's like yeah i get it like if you're driving you can't see or whatever that's one thing but i think like even for your eyes sunlight is good and and like it's kind of a misnomer that like we need to like protect yeah we don't the sun's been around for like way longer than we have right like that's what i'm saying like, like okay like people have people have lived with sunlight before sunscreen and sunglasses and like whatever like it's just like it's the same thing with the cold like you know like do you yeah like you need to protect yourself from like you know being in like extremely cold weather for like long extended periods of time but like people swear by an ice bath like that that's so like super healing for you and so it's like, which is it, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm just saying, it's like, yeah, nothing is good in the extreme. Like, nothing is good in, like, you know, long, for, like, long periods. Everything in moderation, right? But <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of want to get back to Jesus' asylum. Because <laughs> <laughs> where do you, like, what's an example? Like, where do you see Jesus being a psyop? Like, what, like, where... Cause you're, I feel like you have kind of a different, you're, you're Catholic. I feel like they have kind of a different relationship to Jesus than um, like Protestant Southern Christians do. Like we, re- Jesus really is everything to us but down here. Not that I'm, I'm not religious, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think like it kind of, if you really break down like most the Abrahamic religions, it's like God is this like tyrant or this like father time type energy, this like Saturn type energy, but not really fully Saturn. And, you know, it's like if you, what's the best way to make like kind of like a worker class is to like have their religious and faith based off of like suffering Oh and, no, you're hitting it. You're getting there. Okay, go, go, go. And like hard work. <laughs> um, God rewards those who just um work and you know and what else? Like um you know, like I always think of like the story of Job, you know, like are you familiar with Job? Yes, I'm familiar with Job. So you know, Job, basically God and the devil wage like, um, on Job, if he's going to be like, uh, loyal to God, even though God takes everything away from him. And then at the end, he like brings everything back, but it's not exactly what (laughs) it's like. He kills his family, takes his family away and then gives him another family back. That's not even like his family. I know that's fucked up, right? That bothers me so much. It's like, 
because it's just like it's such a peasant thing like you're not even worthy of like it gives me the feeling of like oh here be happy with this you know it's like when um it's like at my job i remember like this, the last job i was on we made a lot of money but there was like issues and safety stuff and like the 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 answer that pisses me off than more than anything is like be happy you're making a lot of money like no fuck you take care of the shit you know like be happy you're making a lot of money like that's such a like donkey thing to say you know like what is that, that what do you mean donkey is like it's like a <laughs> it's it's a slang word for irish but it's also like um it's like the mentality of like just do your job and shut up. Don't ask questions. Like, just do your job. Like, mosey along like a donkey, you know? Yeah, like a workhorse. Yeah, like I call people donkeys on my job who are like, like they'll do stupid stuff that's not safe or whatever just because, like, they don't have the balls to, like, stand up for themselves. You know, like, they're not they're not men. They're just, like, donkeys they just go well, along that's being very a judgmental of you first of all <laughs> i'm very judgmental all right I know, How do you think I I know. no you're a, yeah you're a new yorker i don't think you can help it um and also like you're catholic so there's that like intrinsic like guilt like whatever like built in i guess but I, i'm like looking at it from a bigger perspective because like i do think that christianity has like and, and the Bible has been used to, like, oppress people for, like, literally forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I just think it's interesting that you, like, kind of touched on that because, you know, it is this idea that, like, there's a better life for you in heaven. And you may suffer now, but, like, God sees you and God will welcome you into heaven and everything will be perfect then. There's a, you know, like this, this idea that there's a better life in the next life, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a way of keeping people down and allow and, and making people kind of succumb to being honestly like, yeah, like a working class or like slave class, like oppressed, you know, poor, it, yeah, it, it perpetuates like poverty mindset in people, yeah. um, which is not, I don't think at all what like jesus was saying ever <laughs> as far as i know like ob you know obviously like material possessions aren't the most important thing but i think if you can convince people that thinking that they you know not even deserve better but th that they're capable of of more or different if you can keep people from questioning whether they are capable or it's possible, like if you can keep people from thinking there's a possibility of something different, then you can keep people stuck. And, yeah. and that's where like, I think the Bible gets inverted. Like, yeah, it's like gaslighting people. yourself, you know? Into thinking like, oh, like, well, <clears throat> rich people are bad. They won't get into heaven. I don't want to be rich. Like, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> like, honestly, like, I don't, I don't want to be like rich or like have, a, I don't need a private fucking jet or like a yacht yeah, or but something. Why not? Like, you could look like, well, I just, that's not like what I desire. What I desire is to like live, like live pretty, like just like live, do be able to do what I want when I want. And like, 
you know, that's all. Like, I, I would like to have the, I think everyone should probably relate to this. Like, I just want to have the amount of money that, like, allows me to have, like, a lot of freedom. And I've never really thought that that was possible for myself. Like, I'm very much, like, I'm from, like, a working class family. Like, no, I mean, my mom has, has done pretty well for herself, but she, like, really works super hard and is, I don't know, not going to speak for her, but, like, I wouldn't want to do her job. <laughs> yeah. uh, even for the amount of money that she makes, like, I wouldn't want to do it. And I know that. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, but it's hard for me to believe that it's possible to just, like, yeah, with money comes a lot of freedom. And I, I can appreciate that. And I don't want to deny myself of that by thinking, like, <clears throat> there's something inherently, like, moral or more ethical about being poor like that's that's such a that's a psyop you know <laughs> like that is exactly yeah but then like I mean. even like you saying you don't want to be a billionaire but why if like a billionaire and you can change everybody's lives and like well if i was a billionaire i probably would like i don't know like i probably would give a lot of it away you know but that's not what happened like that's not what you know you know what i mean like i probably would try to use it to help people or something because it's just like who can what can you do with that money like what like even if you pass it down for several generations like no it seems like it's hard to unless you're the you know military industrial complex like i don't know how you spend billions of dollars like (laughs) i really don't i feel like i could spend a billion dollars on what like on what i would just buy like a state that's not bad actually like that's kind of a good idea and then which, just be which like, state would you buy like south dakota no i would i would say <laughs> that would be a cheap one north dakota would probably be cheaper though like i, I feel like, like there. <laughs> new mexico or like colorado something with new, a lot colorado of Colorado would be very expensive i feel like that's a very like billionaire state <laughs> yeah where <laughs> like, i would buy like a you like an, at least like a town or a city and then like, like yeah and then like create like the perfect you know like try to come up with like spend money on making it like totally self-reliant where it makes you know like you would you secede from the union like texas and <laughs> like whatever yeah. like texas starts to do everyone's i don't home. know like i i think i'm tired of america as much as i love the ideas of america it's just like it feels like there it's impossible to come back. It I do think that we're in the we are <laughs> I don't wanna say that. I don't wanna say that. Because I don't know that that's true. I, I think I that like whatever America really was founded upon has like similar to the word of God. Uh, whatever like we were whatever democracy we were founded upon, like has been uh inverted and like misused for a long time, so people don't really have any idea what what a democracy like yeah we don't have a democracy that's for sure so that's kind of (laughs) sad um but it's like where else do you go like I think we're we're sold this idea that we have a lot of freedom here but we really don't but I don't know where else like I don't know that any you know country does like 
Yeah, but maybe like government is just like a manifestation of like our version of God in terms of like Oh, that politics. sounds bad. We really did a bad job then. <laughs> collectively manifesting yeah like yeah. that's what i'm saying like think about <laughs> it if it's all like a psyop it's like we're creating like government is like almost like a form of like god or like ruling ship in terms of like the public so it's like what kind of government would we create you know like how many people you know like in New York, like, I would say everybody I know had, like, I would say out of everybody I know, I would say at least 50% of them have, like, the ring camera on their door and stuff like no, that. No, really. You know, so, like, yeah, I'm sure it's worse in liberal states, but. Well, yeah, like, even here, though, I will, I think it's, no, I don't think it's, I, I don't know. It seemed like, because, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people have them here, too, honestly. I just, I think it's weird. I don't. I don't like the the CCTV stuff in general, like con- like constantly recording everything. Like I don't like that. I feel like it's an invasion of my. Even if it's my own house, like it still feels like an invasion of my own privacy. I don't. Yeah, like I know people oh, who have that. cameras all in their house. I know, me too. And it's always like these weird, like kind of like techie, like gadget type people. People who just like like gadgets, uh, and and I'm like, but you realize like that shit's watching all the time, and it's like going. You know, like even Alexa or like Siri or whatever, like they're listening yeah. to you all the time. They're recording things no, that you no, don't my realize. My son they're Luke loves wanted Alexa. Like, it's like I don't know. Did you say? Did you say no? No, I let him get it. <laughs> it's in his room, you know. But it's probably yeah. listening to me right now. Yeah, I dated a guy who like he had like where he could like turn his like lights on like everything in his house was controlled by like the alexa Ugh, so he'd be like alexa, lock the door, alexa turn off the lights like and i'm like well that's convenient but like also like creepy and he like I'll shut he my own lights time off. Of, like all the stuff it was recording like it was like recording all types of other like conversations or like he didn't even know what it was but he could like get into the system and see where it had like all this like other data that like wasn't supposed i don't know i don't, I, i'm not a techie person but i just remember being like you know that's just listening to like every fucking conversation you have like yeah i don't know what they're doing with that you know it's like it's probably mostly harmless honestly i'm sure like <clears throat> they're just collecting as much data on us that they can for some like purpose in the future i don't know yeah. Like that would be, but they—they—it does seem like they're collecting as much data as they possibly can, and all of that stuff goes through like train AI, like <laughs> it goes. Yeah, predictive you know, programming. Yeah, and and to me, it's like this stuff is worth so much money, like AI technology and everything, but like everything we do every day online or even just in our lives, like this podcast recording, it's getting, you know, it's like, it's probably getting fed to some like uh, artificial intelligence, like software or something where they're going to take this information and like get better at doing what they do. And to me, it's like, shouldn't we have some ownership over that? Like as people, like every time you fill out a CAPTCHA, like you're training the AI to like get better at recognizing images as a human would, right? Like 
they're giving they're giving you these like blurry images of a captcha and like you're supposed to select all the ones that like are you know have a motorcycle in them right like that's a very common (laughs) google captcha and i don't know it's just like it's like we we don't get paid for that if anything like yeah we our data is worth so much money and yet we have no we we every time you like sign up for a new account or whatever like you obviously have to sign the user agreement which gives away all of your rights to all of your data pretty much is i don't know i just yeah that's i just have a question that like i don't yeah why don't we have a right to if we're going to be giving so much information to like the powers that be at, at facebook at google in order to develop AI and like all this stuff, like shouldn't we as people have like get paid something? (laughs) Like shouldn't we have like some ownership over the AI that's created like collectively if, if it's based off of like the data that we give it. And I guess like we don't because we have in the user agreements or whatever, we sign away our rights but I, I kind of think that's still wrong, but no one's going to stop using this stuff because it's like, <laughs> you know, it's too convenient. Like it's, it's, it, it's useful. Like social media is useful. Email is great. Like you have to have these things, but yeah, it's even like a cell phone. Like that We don't have any power over our own data. And we like, we like literally give it away for free when it's actually like the most, it's worth more than anything like at this point like our data is worth more than like anything else yeah i mean like look at today you can't like exist without a cell phone no you can't you couldn't like having a job or anything yeah because like yeah there's no you have you you can be off grid to an extent but you see all the people who are like off grid living hashtag whatever like they're all on social media. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they are promoting themselves on social media. Like you have to have, even if you're not promoting yourself on social media, you have to like, you probably have to work remotely or something. And so you have to have the internet. You have to have electricity. Like you can't really be off the grid anymore. Like it's kind of impossible. So how do we fight it? That's okay. I don't have an issue with that. I just, I just think like, shouldn't we have a little bit of like, don't we deserve a little bit of like ownership over some of this stuff? Like if we are literally producing it, you know? Yeah. Or we just destroy the whole system. How how would you propose we do that? Ted Kaczynski. (laughs) What'd you say? Ted Kaczynski. Do you know who Ted Kaczynski is? uh, The Unabomber? Yeah. R.I.P. Yep. Rest in peace. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> I just what is that what he was trying to do? I'm re- I'm really not sure of what his like manifesto was. Oh, you don't. That's that he thought like he was trying to save the world from the downfall from technology. Oh, really? See. You didn't know that. Oh, tell I you that school. <laughs> yeah, they just sell. Yeah, exactly. I think. Oh. Yeah, they actually, they just say he's, you know, a piece of shit and a criminal, but he was trying to save us. He was trying to save us. Aw. 
Yeah, no, he he was like a <laughs> he was like a mathematician, and he wrote this like manifesto. Uh, it was called what was it called? I think it's like the industrial complex and the coming future. I think it was called. I'm not sure though. It's something like that. And he like, I guess, believed that like artificial intelligence, all that shit was going to destroy us. And he started living in like a cabin in the woods, like off grid and like kind of taught himself how to like live off grid while slowly like sending bombs to mail bombs to like people he thought would influence like the coming future. Right. See, I don't, I guess I really don't know that much about him. Honestly, I probably didn't fully know even what the Unabomber, like who the Unabomber was until he just died. Uh, Like I'd heard the name, but I think I got it confused with like the Oklahoma City bomber or some like other bombers. (laughs) Like I really didn't know, but that's interesting. That's. I don't think that that's the way to go. And we are not recommending that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just being funny or trying to be anyway. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> mm, I don't know. So, so what, like we get rid of the Elon Musk's and we get rid of the, no, I think it's an unstoppable force. Like it's I too late it's... now. I think it's just the way like society is always going to go. It's always going to evolve. Things are always going to be more complex. I think that's like the nature of yeah. the universe is to well, like. How, well, how do we how do we harness it for good then? If we can't destroy it, how like we have to join it? Right? This is why I don't think there's good or bad. I think it's just <laughs> is, and like I think no, I think there's both sides. It's always about your perspective. It's like you know, like you could easily not. I mean, look at the Amish, like, you don't have to, like, fold in, you could do your own thing, like, you, we choose to be on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need a phone, like, in reality, it's like, you create your reality, you don't need a phone. You could survive without it, it just feels like you couldn't. Yeah. It feels like you socially will be ostracized if you don't, which yeah, is, like, I mean... just as scary as being, like left alone in the wilderness you know like to to feel like you're ostracized from the tribe is actually you know that's a real like human fear yeah do you though do what makes you happy if you feel better without it i mean when i do take breaks from my phone it feels better but it's like we're addicted to it yeah (laughs) so i don't know it is what it is all right this feels complete this feels complete we've been all over the map yeah which i love uh it was good talking to you i hope you have a good rest of the day you You guys can follow us on instagram at spiritual graffiti pod uh pete is on instagram and tiktok at blue collar spiritualist i'm ruby marvel um yeah yeah peace like subscribe do all those things yeah yeah i'm gonna open the subscription on spotify again so that we would really appreciate that's the point. Cool. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>